You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Maybe you're back in the car. Maybe not for long. Who knows? But uh, we're not here to answer those lifelong questions. We're here to try to make sense of the drone world. So thanks for joining us. Thank you indeed. My name's Rob. This is Paul. We are really glad that you're with us. Uh, really appreciate it. And I uh, really appreciate the questions that you send in. Ask DroneU.com. We want to help you and we want to get your questions. So please take a few minutes and let us know what's on your mind. Um, it would be our pleasure to uh, see if we can help you in any way possible. So um, maybe we just jump right in. Sounds like a good idea. Seems like pricing is on the minds of many. And as COVID has taken many creative jobs away, it has mm. a lot of the creative people saying, hmm, maybe I should have gotten a mapping as technical services are dominating uh, the area of service that drone pilots can take advantage of. True. It's not too late. I mean... Rob, it's never too late. Here, here. Let's play the question. Hi guys, I got a question regarding in regards to business. I know we have different rates depending on where you live, New York, Los Angeles, etc. I happen to live in Los Angeles and operate as a drone photographer and videographer. And I want to get your take on how to create new services and how to base that rate off of your general photography and videography. For example, I was just listening to your other YouTube video about LiDAR. You know, if someone was to rent a Silent Falcon or purchase one, the rates are ridiculous, like Paul says. So if I was to invest into, say, a thermal Mavic Enterprise or a Mavic 2 Pro NDVI Centura upgrade, those are additional than what my base photography and videography service is. So how would you charge for that? Do you still charge the same hourly rate or is that rate different? So I was just trying to think of, if let's just say, just for this purpose, um, let's just say my base rate is $200 an hour for photography and videography. What would you charge the NDVI service for that? Because there's a drone upgrade and then there's that monthly service to process the post-production. Likewise, for thermal and photogrammetry with uh, PIX4D, there's a monthly cost. So I wanted to see how you guys break that down. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Just join uh, really recently. Thank you. All right. Um, there's a lot there. And number one, thank you for the question. And number two, thank you so much for joining the Journey community. Um, it means the world to us, and we look forward to interacting with you there. Um, I'm curious, Rob, what do you think is more important for him to do a cost benefit analysis or for him to know that he should not be comparing himself against maybe incomplete or inadequate information? Well, I, I don't know exactly what you mean by the second part of that. I think he should definitely do the first part of what you just said. What came to mind as I was listening uh, to the question, the first thing that jumped out at me was that that question about should he base the pricing of some of these new services on 
what he's currently charging for his existing services. And I understand why the question is is coming at us from that point of uh, that point of view, and and that is to say, at least I think I understand that. Look, this is my market. I understand that this is what I can charge because I've been doing it for photography, for videography, and and when I added in my drone, I had a pretty good sense of what to do because I already did photography and a videography, probably um, ground based stuff. I mean, um, obviously, so. I think the first flaw from my perspective in the thinking, Paul, is that anything that he does with some of these new services should be based on what he's already doing. So for me, it's a completely different analysis. Interesting. In terms of the kind of value that you're bringing to these types of customers. And I think one, let me stop you really fast. Sure. What's to say that he's able to do that? What do you mean? Well, what's this? I mean, like he wants to go after these very technical clients, which takes, um, and I've said this before, but after watching the surveying industry, um, I don't think I uh, was correct, but it's a very technical industry. And I think it's important to understand that you've got to be confident in what you're delivering. So that means going out and practicing and and using LIDAR and understanding where does it bring value and what is that value dollarized to? What is the dollarized value? Like if you're getting LIDAR data for a particular job, how valuable is it and and where does it provide value? Because like if that eliminates the need for eight people to go out to that site, those travel costs, that's value. If they're able to measure things without sending someone out there, that's value. If they're able now, and you got to think about this in the wake of the coronavirus, if they're able to minimize people's interactions, where is that value, right? Because sure. that value is, well, it's the liability of being saved from not being sued, you know? So um, right. I think that there are numerous values, but I think the the first thing is, and I just want to say this is you got to go out and prove to yourself that you can deliver this uh, consistently because it's a big jump from creative to technical and it is possible. And uh, take that from me because I really didn't think I was a technical person ever and kind of prove myself wrong. And so I would say that, like, understand that you really have to know this stuff through and through before you go out. Like, you can't fake it till you make it with technical stuff is what I'm trying to say. Like, you have to go out and practice and practice and practice to make sure that you fully understand the value and then how to dollarize that value and then how to tell that story. Agreed. I kind of interrupted you. Like, please don't <laughs> let me kill your flow. No. Because I, th- I just wanted to make a point. I'm like, hold on. I just want to hit this at a foundation. So. so I think to just reiterate what you're saying, the point is to ensure that you have the expertise to do this in the first place before you start worrying about pricing it. Right. And so, yes, I think that we will make the assumption and but I'm glad that you're not allowing us to make the assumption because I was making the assumption that that's already in place. And so it's very healthy for us to say, obviously, with something technical, make sure that you're ready to go do that. And so I'm going to assume that that is the case. And then when it comes to pricing, then you get into what value you're bringing. But I definitely would say it's not as simple as this is my hourly rate for what I'm currently doing. Do I just tack on to that? It's a completely different value proposition. And there are various decisions that are being made with the technical information that you're sharing. And so in terms of pricing, 
Oh, these questions are hard, Paul, because um, you have to understand in whatever specific vertical you're talking about what all those value propositions add up to essentially relative to what it's going to cost you to get into that realm in the first place. And then you develop your pricing because throwing a number out there relative to what you're currently doing could really get you in trouble. Um, mm -hmm. I think this happens to a lot of business people whereby they say, let's just take this example and say, I'm charging $200 an hour to use your example for photography and videography. Well, now I'm going to add in some thermal work to give them some information they're asking for. That sounds like another $100 worth of value. And it feels like you've got a lot of cash coming in because you do, but it's not till you get further down the road that you realize, oh crap, but I'm not actually making money. Right. And that's when you get in trouble. And unless you're well overcapitalized, which very few young, small new businesses are, then it's a recipe for disaster. So I think backing up and having a clear understanding of that, um, again, the value proposition, what you're going to be able to bring to these people that they're going to want to pay for. And then relative to what are you going to be able to limit your expenses to, if you will, your cost to get into the business, put, you got to put those down on paper and then you can come up with, okay, this seems reasonable based on that data for what I can charge them. And then you start doing some research and saying, okay, well, the market accept this, right? And if it will, then you, I think could proceed based on that data. And then from there, you're sort of, uh, you're kind of figuring out the sweet spot as you go. Meaning if you're seeing that a lot of people are open to what you're charging for the value you're bringing them, then you probably have room to go up. And that's going to be also a function of how good you are, which takes us back to what Paul was saying in how you've developed your skills in whatever arena we're talking about. So I know that's more of a, a generalized, maybe 20,000 foot answer to your question, but I just think that's the way that you've got to approach this. But to directly answer your question in summary, I would say, I think you definitely need to flip your thinking uh, in terms of how you were originally approaching it, at least in, in the way that you formed your question. So I hope that helps. I think there are many great questions in that. Many, many, many good points to consider and points of question. And I think he would really benefit from that business course where you really, you really dive into pricing because I think there are so many good points in that that you did not go over that are worth understanding. And, and I think that he would really benefit from that. And I just want to remind everyone that as a member, you do get access to that class for free. So anyway. True. On that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us at Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.